Hey, Adam from Splendid Sports. I want to talk for a few minutes here about the PSA set registry. I just completed my first set ever. I've been buying graded cards for quite a long time, but uh, being a player collector, I never really looked into the set registry. For some reason, I had this thought that it was just for people who collected complete sets of like, you know, 71 tops and so forth. Uh, I, I didn't really realize that they have player sets too. So when I looked at it, I was pleasantly surprised. And uh, I collect uh, a bunch of different vintage baseball guys, some vintage basketball guys too. But um, it, when I narrow it down to my, who I player collect the most of, for baseball, it's Mickey Mantle. For football, it's Tom Brady. And for basketball, it's the one I'm going to show here today, Larry Bird. And uh, I'm someone who's from Massachusetts. I grew up there. So you can get the idea uh, as to why I collect Larry Bird and Tom Brady. Those are, you know, if you made a Mount Rushmore of Boston athletes, those two would definitely be on it. So um, what's nice about this Larry Bird basic set is that there's only 20 cards. And compared to the other two guys that I collect a lot of, Mantle and Brady, Larry Bird is nicely inexpensive compared to those guys. So it's like a breath of fresh air when I – you know, collect and buy Larry Bird cards compared to those other, other two. So um, I'll, let me just run through these 20 cards quickly. I'll show you each one. And then I'll give you a couple thoughts. And I wanted to get maybe uh, some feedback on a couple questions and ideas that I wanted to throw out there for the registries. Um, first one, let's go with 1992 Upper Deck card number 33A. So this was his last year in the league. Last playing Days, year here, 1992. Then we have 1992 Tops, number one, in a PSA 10. That first car was a PSA 10, too, for those just listening. Although this is definitely an episode, if you can watch it on YouTube, it's you're going to get the best experience seeing the card. Like that card a lot. 1992 Stadium Club, number 33. Gem Mint 10. And then I this is a, a card. I, I love this card. 1992 Skybox. PSA 10, card number 10. Just like the, the design. And uh, Larry's getting ready to throw one of those full court passes. Probably just got a rebound. And he's going to chuck it down court for a layup, probably for one of his teammates. And you talk about you talk about a, a player who would even be better, as great as he was. And for most people who rank, you know, an all-time list of NBA players, a lot of people have him in the top five. I do. I have him actually in the top three. If if Larry Bird played today, he would have been even better. It's hard to I know it's hard to do this, but think about that for a good portion of his career. The three-point shot, it was a thing. Like right when he came into the league was like right when they put the three-point shot in. But guys really just didn't take three-pointers even when they instituted it. They it, they looked at it as some like thing that it was like a, a, a you know, a, a, an anomaly when guy would take a three-point shot for the first few years of Bird in the league. So he really, if you look at like, uh, I think in his career, he took, I think it was like 1,700 three-point shots in his full career. And just compare that to, you know, how many three-pointers Steph Curry takes in a, in a season alone. 
Uh, so you could run those numbers. But if you if you if Larry Bird played today, I mean, he was just the perfect player for today's game with his three point shooting, uh, you know, his complete game, how he could pass, make his teammates better. The game has evolved to where Larry Bird would. It's, it's, it's crazy to even think what he would do in today's game with the three point shot. Uh, so that was just a side note, but something I think about as, as somebody who loves Larry Bird. Um, so the next one here, 1992 hoops, gem mint 10 card number 10. This was a card that I actually got graded. I had it in uh, raw, just sitting in my collection here and um, it came back a 10. So that was sweet. Got that, got that one graded here. And um, now 1992 Fleer, another card I, I like the design of. Larry Bird, uh, card number 11 in a Gem Mint 10. And a lot of these cards, especially the ones from the late 80s, early 90s that we're looking through here, you'll probably recognize, you know, because again, it was the Junk Wax era. So these cards are out there in great supply. But believe it or not, a lot of these cards um, have a pretty low gem rate. There's not that, um, you know, for a lot of these that many, some have, you know, a hundred PSA tens out there, uh, nowhere near what you see today with, with like basketball cards. Uh, so it, it's an achievable thing to put together for sure. Like if you, if you're looking for somebody to collect and somebody to, to do a PSA run with on the registry, Larry Bird's a pretty nice player to put together because he's not, I mean, he's not inexpensive for basketball players because of, he's such a legend, but when you compare him to, you know, Michael Jordan and some of these newer players, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, um, who I would argue that he's better than he was better than, uh, but I'm biased of course. Uh, but if, if you look at the prices that you can get these cards for in PSA 10 compared to what you'd spend on some of these other players, it's, it's very affordable. All right. Next one, 91 upper deck, gem mint 10 card number 344. Another awesome card, 91 Skybox, card number 12, Gem Mint 10. Always like that, that design. It's a cool one. And then this one, this one is extra special. I don't love the image on it so much, uh, but this is the, the uh, 91 Hoops, card number nine in a PSA 10. Uh, this was the last card I needed. So I had everything, uh, all the cards in the 20 card run here graded, uh, but I, I needed this. I wanted to get it in a PSA 10. And um, for some reason, like I, I was keeping an eye on eBay and had all these safe searches and there were just, there was no tens, no tens popping up for some reason. It's not that special of a card. It's, you know, <laughs> but I finally, I said, you know what, let me look. Cause I have these old binders, right. From 30 years ago, I went through that, my, my basketball binder, and I found this card in a plastic sheet that had been sitting there for like 30 years. I pulled it out and I said, that looks perfectly centered. Let's send it into PSA. Sent it in, got, came back a 10, and this was the final card to complete the run. <laughs> kind of kind of cool. 91 Fleer, card number eight, PSA 10. I like that one. You got D Brown in there, slam dunk champion. That was a cool Cool one here. And this one, uh, love this one, 90, uh, 1990 Skybox. This was the inaugural first year of Skybox basketball and a PSA 10. 
card number 14. And um, I remember this was the card, one of the, the cards that they put on the box. So when you go in a card shop, I remember you look at the, you know, the, the box they'd have and they'd be selling packs of 90 Skybox. And this card was right on the outside of the box. So things like that you always remember. 90 hoops, number card number 39 in a PSA 10. Nineteen ninety Fleer card number eight PSA ten. I like that one. You also have Magic Johnson there playing defense. That's a cool one. Magic and Bird saved the NBA. It, it wouldn't be what it is today without those two guys. The league was in big trouble when those two came in the league and put together what I call the golden era of basketball during the eighties. 89 hoops, card number 150, PSA 10. Eighty-eight Fleer. Now we're getting into the the earlier cards. 80, oh, excuse me, 89 Fleer, number eight, PSA 10. Cool looking card there. 88 Fleer. Card number nine in Gem Mint 10. You got James Worthy in there. Running behind Bird. And then this one here, this is going to be our first PSA 9. I don't have this one in a 10. This is the 87 Fleer. Card number 11 and a PSA 9. Nicely centered. Could have gotten a 10, I think. But this card, there are only 32 PSA 10s out there. This card in a 10 sells for thousands of dollars. There's only one listed on eBay right now for like $10,000. The nines are inexpensive, but yeah, the tens, because there's only 32 of them, uh, you know, they're, they're, they definitely sell for a lot. You got Kurt Rambis in there too, a little bit. Um, I don't love the image that much compared to some of the other ones. So it's not a card that I wanted to spend thousands of dollars on. So that's why I go with the PSA, PSA 9 on that one. I'm okay with that. Um, here's one of my favorite bird cards, big card, 1986 Fleer, PSA 10, you know, that set card number nine. And, you know, what's interesting about this card. Now the Jordan card, which everyone knows about considered, well, used to be considered as rookie card. I guess some people still do now it's the star card, I guess, but the Jordan 86 Fleer, the most probably the most famous basketball card, you know, but if you look, I think there's uh 311 or so three, 310 or 319 or something like that. PSA tens of the Jordan Fleer 86 card. There's only uh, 120 PSA tens of the bird card. Now it's not the bird rookie card, of course. So that's why it doesn't sell for $200,000, but um, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to find. This was a card that this card sells for like the 87 Fleer sells for thousands of dollars now in uh, Gem Mint 10. I was able to buy this one like five years ago. And it was this, this will give you perspective on where things are at still with the card market. This card in like, I think it was four, four or five years ago when I bought it, this card was 700 bucks. 
exact card I bought for $700 four, four years ago or whatever it was. And now it sells for, I've, I've seen it selling for like seven, $8,000 in, in a PSA 10. Now this copy, it got the 10, but like you see with some of these 86 clear, it's not perfectly centered. It's a little off center right to left, but I guess it's within the guidelines still of, of PSA. So, uh, but I just, you know, I just love this card. I love the 86 FLIR set, like like most people do, but also the image. Just that's Larry, man. That's in a peak of his peak of his powers in 1986. Um, you know, compared to some of the other images you see on his cards, this one is one of my favorite by far. So this is one of my best cards for sure. This one here, we only got two left. 81 tops, another card that I just love the image of. PSA 9, card number four. Now, the interesting thing about this card, I used to have this card in a PSA 10. And there's only 62 PSA 10s. The 9s are affordable. You can get them for, um, you know, 500, 600 bucks for a PSA 9. This is his first solo card. So as you'll see, the next card, his rookie card, he's on there with Magic and Dr. J. This is his first solo card, the 81 tops. And um, I just, it's, everything about it screams Larry Bird, the, the color of the card, the design. I love it. He's got his, he's got his warm up on like he wore in the 88 three point contest where he left it on and still won it. So this card I had when I bought the 86 for four or five years ago. I also bought the 81 in a PSA 10 for a little more. It was like 900 bucks, 900 bucks. The PSA 10 sold for in February of 2021. This again, will give you perspective. The, the PSA 10 in this card sold at heritage for $49,000. That that sale was actually what brought my attention back to sports cards as more than just a buyer, but actually somebody who, you know, was involved in the hobby, not just like someone who bought cards off of eBay and that's it. Um, that woke me up. And when I saw that, I, that was a card. I honestly had never sold a sports card <laughs> until that, that it was like, I ended up selling my PSA 10 of this in with heritage. I think it was May of 2021. So a few months after mine didn't sell for that. It sold for still a lot more sold for 28,000 a lot a lot of money and uh, it was one of those things where it was very hard to part with that that the PSA 10 of this card but i had to do it you know to at that point i was thinking i bought that card for 900 bucks and you know i can sell it now for at the time i you know i didn't know i was thinking maybe it would sell again for 49,000 of course, between when the first one sold and mine went for sale at Heritage, the price came down a little bit when the market corrected a little bit further. Um, but it, this card in a PSA 10 still sells for uh, $15,000 now. So it's come down for sure. And that was one of the reasons why I felt like I had to sell that card because I'm not rich. Okay. So um, I don't have unlimited money. And if you can sell a card that you bought three years prior for, 900 bucks and you can sell it for 28,000. I think you got to do it in a lot of cases. Everyone has different situations, but for me, it was something where I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sell that card. I do miss it, but I have the PSA nine, which looks great. 
And um, I got some pictures of that old PSA 10. So anyway, I'll I'll talk further about that whole that whole thing with the with the selling of that card in the future. But uh, that was a card that I just couldn't believe that it had gone up that much in price in a matter of a couple of years. So the next card and final card in the run is the rookie card. Now I have it in a PSA eight, the 1980 tops, Larry Bird, Dr. J and Magic Johnson rookie card. It's a real nice copy, nicely centered. It's got a little, little something on the Larry Bird side there, a little ink or a little, you know, marks from the pack or whatever, but overall it's a great card, a nice eight. The eight is uh, has definitely come down in price a lot over the last year or two. Uh, so I think I think an eight now you could get for maybe three to four thousand because there are a lot out there. Um, in a PSA nine, which is something I've had my eye on, upgrading maybe at some point to a PSA nine. When I first like over the last couple of years, I mean they were they were selling for a lot. Um, now you can the prices are coming down so much now that you can really, you can get a PSA nine now for like, I think the card ladder value is like 17,000 bucks, still a ton of money. But for this card in a PSA nine, where I think there's um 600 or so of the PSA nines. And then there's only uh 22, 23 of the PSA tens in this, which in a PSA 10, this card sells for several hundred thousand dollars. I think um, the highest it's ever sold for is right around $800,000 a PSA 10 and it's coming down like other cards. I think it recently sold for maybe 600,000 or something like that. But the PSA 10 is one I'll never have. But at some point I have thought about if prices continue to come down, maybe making a run at a PSA 9. See, We'll see. But uh, I was very happy to complete that set. Well, I have pulled up here. This is the, you know, the Larry Bird basic set, which I just showed you. This is the page for it. So if you've ever done the registry before, it's really cool how they set it up where, you know, you can see, like, check this guy out, Ray Millette. Since 2009, this guy has every single card of those 20 cards I just showed you in PSA 10. So, yeah, he has the 1980 rookie in PSA 10. He's one of those uh, holders of that. Um, you know, we're talking a collection that's probably $800,000 right there that, that he has at this registry. So he's got that top spot cemented, <laughs> but you got, you know, uh, this other guy, Mike Baloo has uh, completed it. And I think he's got everything except for one PSA nine in there. Uh, so, and actually I'm the number four spot right now, the set we just looked at, I'm the current finest uh, number four. So there's one, one, two, three above me there. Uh, so it's fun. Like, uh, look, I'm never going to pass Ray Millette. I'm okay with that. It's not, for me, it's not about being the best. It's about, you know, keeping track of things and seeing your progress. And yeah, there is a little competition to it. I, I think PSA gives away uh, awards and so forth, plaques and trophies. And I think there's a lot more that they could do with it. Everyone always talks about how fanatics and PSA and all the, the big companies in the industry want to grow the industry and bring in new collectors. Well, I think something like this is certainly a way you could do that. Uh, take it to the next level. Make it so that it's not just for people that, um, you know, have unlimited budgets or, um, you know, want to put together complete sets of, of, you know, 82 tops or whatever. Uh, make the player, player sets more achievable. So I just think that 
not only PSA, but some of these other grading companies like SGC, they really should get in the game a little bit with it. Uh, Beckett, I hope, I would hope they get into this a little bit too, now that they're trying to revitalize. CSG, CSG has a set registry. It's actually really nice. Uh, I just don't think they're popular enough yet for it to be, to be that big of a thing. But uh, I think these companies uh, probably know that it's something they should probably do. Uh, it, it's not easy to put together, but the idea is you don't like if you're SGC, you don't have to right off the bat put together a PSA style registry. Put together your own take on it. All right. So thanks for watching and let's hear your feedback in the comments. Do you participate in the set registry? If not, why haven't you so far? And what do you think they could do to get you interested and make it something that you'd want to participate in?